This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. .com. Bain crosses the timeline with a walking dribble. Gives for Smart. Gets it back right wing. Bain who had 30 against the Mavericks. Fires a right wing three and hits. Ring it up. Put three on the board. First three of the night for Desmond Bain. Now, back to the Jason and John Show. Live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Leaders Credit Union is West Tennessee's most trusted credit union. At LeadersCU.com. 92.9 FM ESPN. Should you play highlights of a team that is 0-5? It's kind of like Marcus Smart tweeting that he, you know, likes where they're at or Taylor Jenkins saying they took right. a step in the right direction. Just trying to keep spirits up, John. Keep, uh, keep, keep hope positive. Well, the only, thing I, the only reason why I ask is that does it cheapen the highlights when they win, right? Like are highlights, in other words, earned by the result? Or are they just something we just – the game happens – we play, you know. I'm just, I'm just asking. Does it cheapen the highlights from when they win? Well, they, like when that finally does happen on Christmas, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, will it will it cheapen that? I don't know. I just I I like Jada Pinkett Smith. I asked the question. Well, I mean, we're we're not a highlight uh, show when we're not, they win either. We're not. So I do love hearing Eric Hasselton. For though. Jeff, though, that feels know, like a know, win. Does it? You know. When they finally do win for Jeff when he plays. That's the true. That will be like the seal is broken, bro. The producer just is filling airtime because you guys wait on that intro. Mix. So that, like, I, if there's going to be dead air between you and that that intro, I'm going to play a highlight. Hey, I, I can you, find it. I I like to let that beat drop. I know. You know, people on the station love beats dropping. That's what we do, man. Like a boss. Although yeah. it is never a bad day when you hear Eric Hasselton. So even. even <laughs> Bain crosses the timeline with a walking good. dribble. Gives for Smart, gets it back right wing. Bain, who had 30 against the Mavericks, fires a right wing three and hits. Ring it up. He Hell was energetic yeah. about the highlight, too. Hey, I mean, he's, you, he's aggressively calling well, the game, trying that, to fight for him. Was that 76 49? What was the. Uh, uh, this was. Uh, so this is early. I okay, mean, that was good. his first three was, of the night. I mean, uh, Bain yeah, I, probably got less it, energetic as the night went on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is <laughs> remarkable how thin they are after Bain and Jaron. They just have nothing behind those guys. No, they don't. They Nothing. Cer- they certainly don't. Uh, but uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, <laughs> Je- Jeff Coggins is going to join us at one twenty-five. We will uh, ask him. You know, <laughs> obviously uh, a staple of his show is all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Mm-hmm. What do you do when 
all you do is lose, 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 no matter what. That's true, because if you figure they won, how many games they win last last year? Like like forty some uh, seventy five. Yeah. I mean, they were they were all over the place. And so that's how that's forty shows of highlights, basically. And Jeff is a creature of habit and routine at this point in his life, right? And so when he doesn't have, that's true. You know, aren't we all though? Well, we you know we can be. Yes. But how many times can you ask how many, you know, did Chris Harrington watch the Valley Sports game? You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gotta adapt and overcome, baby. You know, that's the that's the world we live in. Uh but uh but no, everything is working, everything is looking good, ladies and gentlemen. Grizz gonna get a win. I don't know when, but I know it's coming. A change gonna come. And every day around this time, we do the rundown. Let's go. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Okay, enough Grizzlies. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them when they win one here. The Memphis basketball team is in action tonight in their final exhibition uh, before kicking off their season on Monday, which is basically the start of college basketball around the country uh, at 7 o'clock against Jackson State. Uh, this this exhibition is significant because uh, Javon Quinterly uh, posted on Instagram that he's going to make his debut tonight, which is good news. Like you don't want any like uh, uh, you know mystery about oh Javon's not you know because sometimes that will happen with this Memphis basketball team. Like some dude will just not play, and it's like oh uh, you know what what is it? Yeah. What's going on? It's more Grizzlies. Yeah, uh, but we do uh, we are going to have uh, Javon Quinterly, uh, tonight in action for the Tigers. And really look, they should, they should, uh, it's a Lemoyno and they should roll them as they rolled lane. And, and really, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, what the margin is at the end of, uh, at the end of the game. But, um, look, I think it's a, it's a bigger sort of indication of, uh, as you pointed out to start the show, Jason is like, are, are people ready? Like are people, <laughs> are people ready for next week, man? Cause it's about to like, there's a meaningful basketball game for the Tigers on Friday of next week. Like, it's here. Yeah, yeah you play Jackson State at home, but this is about to be on and popping this year. Uh, here, and then you won't have Penny for these first three. It doesn't yep. matter. It uh, won't matter against you know, Jackson State, but Missouri next Friday, it will. Um, you're right. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of a relief that, to know that you'll have Javon Quinterly in there. And, again, uh, the only thing left in terms of question marks, at least going in, and it's a big one is is DeAndre, and if you'll if you'll have him, and frankly, if you if you don't have him when this thing starts on Monday, and then again next Friday when you're in Columbia playing Missouri, how 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 quick how quickly this then this in this season can you get him, and then how quickly can you get him acclimated? Those are going to be the questions mark the question marks for this team going in. It's not going to be about how they look tonight, yep. you know, versus Lemoyne. It's going to be how quickly can this thing come together. Good that you've got Quinley here at the start. Yep. Hopefully, you get DeAndre very quickly or get you know some positive news one way or the other. I reached out to uh, uh, DeAndre's uh, camp. I think it was yesterday, the day before, and again, the word was sit, just sitting on pins and needles, waiting to hear. And I will say, like my God, it's freaking October. I mean, it's November. It's November the second. Yeah. It's like, what's the answer, man? Is he going to be eligible or is he not? Like it's time, you know. Like, yeah, but I mean, I, I think with the timeline on the 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 two no's they got, and they had thirty days to appeal. You right. Know, um. You know, they've they've sent you a couple no's. This isn't just something they've been True. sitting up in the house and you're waiting on the on the smoke to come out. Like right, they've right, given right. you a couple of no's, and you've had to go through the process here. Uh, so whenever it happens, you just listen. I, I you know I know he's 
you know, Giannato pointed this out, you know, last yesterday with us that right now still not practicing. And if there was some hope that you get him back, could you go ahead and practice? I, I don't care how you. It'd be great to have him for Missouri right next Friday. I don't care how you know that he hadn't practiced at all. Right. You having a guy like that that you know what you're going to get him from yep. a, a body inside, it's a walking double double. Yep. Just throw him in there uh, in a game like that because yep. again, John, you're going to need these. This Penny said it. This is your season here in the non-conference. And you'll be playing a very important game yep. in terms of resume, everything else. Remember, this is a road game. Huge for you if you can get the win. You're playing a very important game very early. Yep. Uh, that's never ideal. You've got the talent to do it, but can it all come together? Can you get an answer on DeAndre? You know, some things still up in the air. Yeah, all right. So so let's talk about that for a second. And, and Brad, I just want to keep this conversation to our, our audience here that's listening to radio. We'll give them the special privilege that's listening to this show drop some things that we know from time to time. The latest on DeAndre um, is that the NCAA came back last week, according to a source. They came back last week and asked for more information. This was Tuesday as of last week. Uh, asked for more information. Um, the information that they requested, don't know what it was, according to DeAndre, or uh, 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 the source, not DeAndre, it was favorable uh, questions in terms of his case, in terms mm-hmm. of DeAndre's case. Um, and based on the questions that were asked, and again, I don't know what they were, um, everybody involved felt like, hey, this, is, this sounds good for us. This sounds really good for us. Uh, and, and that as of that Tuesday, uh, the thought was a, a decision would be rendered in 48 hours. Uh, it was not officially. I, I would like to think that if it was, Memphis would have announced that already. Yeah. But whatever questions they were asking for everybody involved seemed to be, you know, on the positive end, which uh, apparently must be a, a, a change, the, you know, from the last two attempts, right? Mm-hmm. So the vibes have been really good. The vibes have been really good in terms of that. But again, we're sitting here, you know, a week and a half later and nothing has changed. Nothing. And still not. Practicing at least correct, right? And I don't know, know. I don't know why that is the case. I don't know if you felt like the vibe yeah. changed, you could go come ahead back and start, to Memphis you could throw and throw him on in there. Yeah, so I don't know uh, why that is. I, I truly don't have a good answer for you on that. But that is that is what uh, I heard. Uh, I actually heard from a, a totally different source last week that the waiver had been granted, like it was done. And and I, I don't I don't I don't necessarily think that is that is where we're we're at. Past that, there will be a there will be you know let's assume he will have a waiver granted and this is going to come into play. He would not play. He would not be able to play almost certainly for the Missouri game because he played in two games in Portsmouth. And the way that the precedent works is that you get suspended for the games that you play. However many games you play in Portsmouth, you, you get suspended for in your next season. So um, that's if they get the decision before the season starts. True. He may he they may yeah. not they may not. I yeah. mean they, you know. They may it may be a situation where um, they don't get it until two weeks into the season. I don't and know. And he's missing the first. Do you get of games. time served for that though? Like, do you get credit? No, I, I know. I would assume yeah. it would that would pick up once. Yeah. Whenever that decision comes down, whatever you, yeah. whatever point you are in your schedule, then that's not a ton of new information, but it just sort of does shine a light onto what the thinking well, I hope this has doesn't been. Represent a vibe change back again. Right. I've not the heard that, that yet. That, that everybody was feeling good last week, yeah. and you could sort of sense it. All around, everybody's saying, you know, it's just going to be the Portsmouth games he's going to miss. 
And then now that it's not, it didn't happen in 48 hours. And, and the, he's not practicing. That, that matters. Because if they had changed, they feel good about it. Would you not just go, especially since yeah, you're I mean, so close, I, I you think go that is. I, I think that is a fair question that I maybe should be asking, like, why hasn't, you know, if you, you know. If you feel like you're close and you're right. about to get the answer you've been seeking, you could go ahead and throw them into the practice. Worst comes to worst, like, whatever. You're just getting a workout in, right? You're just, you know, around the team. Worst comes to worst. Which probably could use anyway. Workouts. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, maybe they have their own. I hope se- it hasn't changed back to where we were two weeks ago when everybody thought this was pretty much dead. Right, right. The two no's. And, we, and we've said it, you know, a million times over, but it, and we've said it because it's true. If you have DeAndre, everybody should pin their ears back. Everybody I mean, it, should. It, cha- it changes everything about this season. It, you should pin your ears back and get ready for a potentially, like potentially the most special season since 07-08. Like that is the kind of category. Because he, by default, with his experience um, and his, and his sort of seniority, he becomes one of the best players, not just on the team, but in college basketball for what he brings to this team. You know, the Penny, Penny hasn't had a DeAndre Williams-less team in three years. Like, we don't know what that looks like, really, you know? So it's important to have him on it for the continuity purposes, for the chemistry purposes, and because, unfortunately, you know, would you, would you have liked to have, you know, Chandler and Jonathan and, you know, uh, guys that have been here that you could sort of c- c- turn to and count on? Well, they're not here. They're gone. You just really have Jaden and Malcolm right now, and neither one of those guys really played enough to where it's like, do you defer? No, you're not going to defer to them. So it's going to be a whole new sort of culture. Not to say that they can't form that, not to say that they can't uh, find that. I mean, winning is the most important thing, so if they win, they'll figure all that out. But you just feel a lot different about the possibilities, about the you know the lack of turbulence if you have 12 in there. It's just that's what he represents. So, so even if they got the answer this week on – Tomorrow he would miss the first. He's still going to miss Missouri. Yeah. He's not playing yeah. against Missouri. Yeah, if he's eligible, he's going to be Is suspended. It two Portsmouth games. Yes, I was told two. Oh. I was told two. He's going to miss the two. So it, it, you know, it doesn't change. You're going to, you know, potentially you'd be missing Penny and DeAndre. You know, for the uh, for the first two. If that, if again, if if he gets the waiver granted, um, but again, two is 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 small things to a giant, right? And the only reason that he played in Portsmouth is because. At that time, he didn't realize. No one knew that no, he a thought he was returned, done. Right? Yeah, no one knew a return to Memphis was on the table. Had he known that, he probably wouldn't have played. You know, he probably wouldn't have done it because I think DeAndre's first choice has always been to finish everything out here at Memphis. You know, as long as that takes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, it's it's not going to have DeAndre Williams tonight, but it will have Javon Quinterly tonight, and so that'll be fascinating to see this with you know they're, they're the guy that they're going to roll out there at point guard. Um, I'm I'm. I think the team is certainly good without DeAndre uh, and, and still has a relatively high ceiling, you know, probably second weekend I would say would be their ceiling. But I think when you start adding, you know, and factoring in DeAndre Williams to the mix, that is a Final Four ceiling. That is a championship ceiling. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, different, different level of excitement around here. Yeah. So. Um, look, I think we would be quite frankly we could use around here. We right need, now. we need no question. We need Looking some uh, joy the this. lift, man. I mean, because I, I, South Florida is not going to do it for you this week, and I've tried. You know, we need something else. Something Memphis that, women's soccer and Memphis Tigers basketball can do it this week. Uh, do you have one on Memphis women's soccer here? Like, what is the latest? What's the their their semifinals is today in okay. the AAC tournament, and uh, from the research I've done, John, 
Uh, it looks like, you know, they win this thing. Maybe they could be a two seed in the NCAA tournament. That's amazing. The only loss they've had this year was and, to Alabama. Possibly could be higher. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think from what I saw, two seed looked like uh, quite a possibility for that team. Anyway, you got to take care of business because you had a scare in your quarterfinal where you're down 1 1 2 1. Um, you still got to take care of business. That wasn't That's done down for in us. Florida. That wasn't done for we got us. Charlotte. Man. The two seeds out. South Florida's out. Wow. Not to sit up here and get crazy or no, I mean, start I, counting I your appreciate chickens, that. Yeah. Yes. They're taking on the uh, five seed, I believe it is today, at three. Who is that? Uh, Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. Gotcha. Final Sunday. And then we'll find out next week. Yep. Where they're going for the NCAA now, in, tournament. In, in women's soccer, do you host these games? or do you... I, I don't know what the chance of them hosting the regional is. Okay. Um, Again, with where they're at. But gotcha. I would imagine it's pretty I – mean, I, I would think it's strong. Yeah. Memphis has the uh, NCAA tournament like Last year. year they had to go on the road because, remember, they were like an upset winner, I want to say, in the tournament. Remember, they it was a they ended up winning the AAC tournament, but they were not – I want to tell you they had to go on the road for yep. most of those matches. Yep. Ended up making Sweet 16. Yep. Yeah, so between the uh, – Lost to Arkansas, right? Yeah. And a heartbreaker. I want to say it was PKs. I remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did you did you realize that the NCAA tournament, the men's basketball is here this year? Yes. I, I had forgotten that. I was down there for the uh, Nuggets game, and I saw the – the uh, and Sam was like, can the can the uh, Tigers be there? And mm-hmm. like, almost not, right? I mean, you, you have to be the number one overall seed, right? To, yeah. yeah. To have it if you, if it's in your hometown. Yeah. Especially in your building, you have to be the number one overall seed. Yeah, they 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 will not be there. Yeah, but I think <laughs> that rule applies. I'm, I'm almost positive. No, they try to put you in your area. Yes. I don't think you can be in your home building though. I think if you're the number one overall seed, you can. Your home, your building. Yes, if you, but you have to be the no, like no. top. Well, yeah, that's not happening. Which is not happening. Um, but you Has know, that ever happened? The one seeds played in their home building, not not Greensboro or something in North Carolina. I mean, but in their right, home building, I don't think obviously so. Duke couldn't do I don't that. Think so because there aren't many like who could even uh, who that could apply, apply to, to, like Marquette. Exactly. It could apply to yeah. uh, okay. Georgetown, maybe, because they play in an NBA arena, don't they? Verizon or whatever it's called. Yeah, now. so Georgetown, you know, um, there aren't – there, but a lot of these are like in, you know, yeah. smaller college towns or whatever to where that wouldn't even be a thing. Um, but, uh, but, yes, the season is here. Monday, November 6th is the kickoff against Jackson State. And then on Friday night against an unranked but dangerous Missouri team, we'll talk about this obviously going into next week. But Dennis Gates is, uh, in my opinion, one of the best coaches in college basketball that you don't know about. Not you, but the average fan, you know. Mm-hmm. If you look him up, his buyout, his buyout is ridiculous, man. Like, they put that in there for a reason because they know he's going to be coveted, man. Uh, so it will be a uh, it will be a, a hellacious match. But I assume Memphis will probably be a, you know, uh, three to four and a half point dog in that one would be my guess. You know, probably a possession or a possession and a half. Um, but they've got the experience to do it. Uh, and I think it's imperative that even with Penny on the sidelines or not on the sidelines and even with DeAndre potentially not in this game, um, find a way to pull some of these off because you need it for your resume. You're not going to get the chances to make these up in the conference. Penny said that. He's right. Uh, and let's just hope that the team can uh, can carry it out. Anyway, Memphis basketball, last exhibition before everything gets started tonight inside FedEx Forum. Next story. Love this story. Uh, it feels like maybe we're going to get some action, uh, but the Big Ten coaches uh, that you would expect to be frustrated by what's going on at Michigan uh, spoke out yesterday in a video call with uh, the Big Ten commissioner, Tony Petiti. A call took 90 minutes, and they did an hour without Jim Harbaugh, of course. He hung up after the regularly scheduled Big Ten business 
to allow the other coaches to speak freely. And you can imagine what happened after he clicked off the phone. All of them said they want the Big Ten to act right now mm-hmm. and to take uh, to take action. Again, I don't know what power Petiti has with the NCAA having not weighed in. They've been investigating now for nearly two weeks. Um, you know, we know that. And I don't know that the commissioner in his role can 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 you say uh, you know, other than suspending Jim Harbaugh, perhaps you can't say you know Michigan you're out of play this year as the commissioner. It's the NCAA that's going to determine whether or not they are eligible, um, you know, uh, to continue playing. You know, being a college football playoff, everything else. And so uh, I love that because I, I said this yesterday. This Michigan team should be punished. They should not get a chance to win a national championship in a year where clearly uh, sign-stealing in their elaborate system to do so has helped them. They should not be. Um, so I'm glad to hear that the other coaches in the Big Ten believe the same. Again, you know the way the NCAA works. We know there's no real precedent for this either in terms of trying to act in, uh, with swift justice when it comes to uh, you know, investigating and then punishing a, 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 you know, an athletic program. Uh, but that said, like I said, they're We've never seen anything like this, and so I would tell you that swift action is needed. Uh, again, what we don't know is how much longer the NCAA is going to be investigating right. uh, before we get any sort of conclusion to this, but what is obvious, and we heard from Jim McElwain and everything else, yep. that was Connor Stallions on the Central Michigan sideline, at least they believe. Um, you know, These in-person scouting trips were uh, not just something they put up, hey, hey, let's just go, let's, let's go. This was an elaborate system that they had put work into uh, and clearly was, uh, you know, was paying dividends for them. Is this like, uh, like, uh, like? Do you think this? Let's just sort of like try to contextualize this. Do you think this is like, uh, if it's, is it Deflate Gate? Is it the the uh, practice stuff the Pats pulled back in the day? Like, where do you sort of put it on that spectrum? Like, is it? You know, I'm just trying to figure out like how, how should should we all be, you know, outraged about this? You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh. At this point, I think you should because this, again, has gone past sign-stealing. The people that are saying we shouldn't be outraged, just let Michigan go ahead and win. That, that's, they're using the argument that sign-stealing is widely acknowledged. Everybody does it. Not everyone is doing well, sneaking in on a sideline. What Michigan is doing. Again, yeah. it's, it's how far they've gone. It's the right. fact that Harbaugh was already in trouble with the NCAA for lying to them. Yep. And I hate it for, again, the players this year that you would be taking the chance to win a college football playoff, you know, a, college, a, a title out of their hands. But, again, you've come to play for Jim Harbaugh, who is cheating. You have now benefited from that. And so rather than punish future Michigan teams that – uh, uh, won't be coached by Harbaugh feels like. I mean, this 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 feels like they're not going to, you know, eventually he's going to move on to the NFL here. Um, so you're not punishing those teams down the stretch. That's why you that's why you need to do something now. They're, they're benefiting. They benefited this year from this operation, and that's why it should be shut down this year. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, if, if that was somebody that Jim McElwain knew or was employed or was a GA – he would have said, "Oh, we we identified the member of our staff. I mean, it's not you know, it's not Michigan, because in the end, right? If, if it is not Michigan, you sort of owe it to the fraternity to say, I know, I know people are going crazy about this. It's this is you know, and they, and they have their own issues, but that is not that was not a Michigan staff member that was on our side. Like, because honestly, it makes it makes you look bad." It makes Central Michigan look like damn idiots that they don't they didn't know you know who was and was on their side. So to me, I like I want to clear all that up. 
we know this is uh this is Dylan uh you know Bennett. You know, he's a GA for us. He's worked with us for three years. You know, we know exactly who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that they haven't done that, right, the fact that they have been very reticent to do that, um, to me only makes it more clear that it is, in fact, not somebody that was on their staff. Michigan would love to wrap this all up and 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 put this on a rogue staffer who, oh, by the way, is, uh, it's purchased tickets to more than 35 games at at least 17 stadiums, stadiums over the last three years. They'd love for – for us to package it all up, put it on Connor Stallions, blame it on a on a on a on a, a rogue staff member. Yep. But clearly, in terms of how long this has gone back, the links to which they went, Connor Stallions being on the Central Michigan side, in, in effect trespassing. You know, I don't. We don't know how you got the pass, but it seems like pretty clear from McElwain you shouldn't have been there. What are we talking about here? Yep. This again, it's not like I said yesterday. It's not crossing the line. It's it's gridian. Over that thing, greedy. They're, they're, Harbaugh's dancing all over NCAA rules. He doesn't care. And y'all going to give him a national championship shot in a season where you know he's laughing at you essentially and saying he doesn't know anything? That's that's ridiculous. So I, I don't think you need precedent. I think this is so big here. Uh, yeah. You need to shut it down, right? And and get in and 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 and, and take them out of contention. Well, because you know, I asked the question: What would the if? if um, if Memphis basketball was doing this, whatever the whatever the equivalent of this would be in in college basketball, how expeditiously would the NCAA mm-hmm. shut the whole thing down? Right? It, it wouldn't matter if Memphis basketball had shot a national championship; they would shut Memphis basketball. down. Yeah, they would say, and, and they did do that anyway, right? I mean, they did. Uh, and so I just think about like uh, you know, keep the same energy that you would keep for the programs that you don't necessarily like. Well, they've never done that, or that may not necessarily bring the same ratings. Uh, you know, you should you should keep, but they but they don't. We know it's inequitable. We know different programs get different treatment. North Carolina was, uh, you know, watching training day for class, and they got slapped on the wrist. Mm. I mean, that's you know, so that's the way it's always been. That's the way it's always going to be. Um, but it does get more egregious by the day. It feels like you know, it went from sign stealing, and now it's infiltrating sidelines and. Who knows where it ends? You know, uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to say. Uh, Big Ten technically has authority, at least according to the story of DSPN, under its sportsmanship policy, uh, they could punish Michigan uh, uh, staff members, like we talked about, maybe a suspension, but uh, uh, taking them out of contention. You know, um, you know, for the Big Ten title, for you know the college football playoff. I don't, I don't. From everything I've read, they don't have that that power but mm-hmm. again um you know the the it's it's not frustration anymore i think i think people have reached a point where and clearly the coach is uh, in his league and we saw the survey from the athletic where people feel like something should be done now mm-hmm. not later i'm um, not on an island here and so i think it's reached that point we'll see what happens ncaa like we said it's been yep. investigating for two weeks we'll see how long it goes on knowing them It'll go on for a while. Well, Wolken said just now, I see two problems for the Big Ten commissioner with Michigan. First, getting bullied into a significant punishment would be really bad precedent. Second, UM getting an injunction to stave off a penalty for this year might be more damaging to the league than no penalty. So I get what he's saying. It's like there's no easy answer. Uh, with yeah, I mean, his only power is to suspend, like I said. Just suspend Harbaugh. I think that's and all just he can really do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I that way it's like, because it, it is going to be a freaking weird image, a weird-ass visual to see Michigan handed the, and Harbaugh handed the championship trophy, which I think is firmly possible, while they got all this hanging over them. 
Like, it would be such a bad look. I don't know how you'd be able to tell the story of Michigan even in a semifinal or a championship game with all the questions surrounding how they got there, what they used to get there. You can't just ignore it. Right. If they're in the Final Four. Well, because you probably have to. It becomes part of the story. You probably have to prove or disprove. And then if they win the whole thing, there will always be that question of how much do how how much did they uh you know how much benefit. of an advantage was yeah. it how much did they benefit from it well because like and you can't know that on the fly and, right and I mean, they're, they're playing tell you, you know and, well everybody does this my, my, well, what are you talking about? they got they've been doing this three years they got research on team they got everything else they know what the, they know what plays coming right they know exactly what so, play is coming again it, it'll be as tarnished a championship as there's ever been that you're handing over to them Michigan will tell you it's just fine but yeah um, we'll all be asking questions about it. I don't know how the, how you can move how the NCAA could. Uh, again, allow that to happen. Which which championship will you respect more, Michigan's or L- the Lakers in the bubble? Lakers in the bubble. Okay, I just wanted to hear you say it. I wanted to hear how much reverence you had for that incredible feat. This this has helped Michigan this year. Crush some bad teams. Yeah, they haven't played anybody and yet. Suckers stealing signs from. Let's see what happens when they, they play. They uh, blank Michigan State. Then they blank them. Yeah, they won fifty-two to nothing. Knew everything coming because the stallions work. It is. I mean, it is. It was dominant in a rivalry game because they knew the plays. Well, do you? Does this happen in? Ba- it happens in baseball, right? Sign stealing happens that, in football too. College football too. What what the Astros do? Like Altuve wore a wire or something. Like he did something crazy he like says that. He didn't. It's on his chest or whatever. Yeah, like they were, but they they won the World Series when they were accused of stealing signs, right? Yes. And, uh, or, and that, we, or we retroactively did that. Yeah, we, we went and we went back and looked at the right. He's tapping that, his right, chest. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just the links. I think that Michigan is going to that um, to to do this is what makes people because uh, that that is not what every program does. That is definitively true. Well, keep in mind too. Again, this is Harbaugh lied to the NCAA has already been in trouble here. Right. This isn't just exactly. his first go around either with the trouble. That's why I don't need precedent. Yes. Um, I'm talking, and I'm speaking to NCAA, not the Big Ten commissioner, because I'm with Walker. I don't think he has much power here uh, in terms of taking Michigan out of commit, out of commission, you know, and put out of contention, I should say. So we'll see what happens. I, I like the way the frustration's growing, though. In the, the oh field. yeah, it's mountain. It is. It is absolutely mountain. Next story. Congratulations are in order. This will be our final baseball segment of 2023 to the Texas Rangers for a definitive World Series victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks, 5-0 yesterday. Uh, Five-game series, wrapped it up pretty quickly here uh, in the World Series. Uh, Corey Seager is your World Series MVP. Second time he has done that. Did not know that. There's only one other man that's done it for two different organizations, World Series MVP, because his other one obviously was with the Dodgers, Reggie Jackson. Wow. Mr. October. So Seeger is like, wow. he's Mr. World Series already with what he's done, winning that two MVPs and for crazy. two different franchises. Yeah, that w- That's a trivia question that nobody is going to, players in to be MLB able history. to answer. Mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson and who? Uh, Alex Rodriguez? Like, uh, like Mr. World Series, Corey Seeger. Had three home runs in this World Series. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I don't really care, uh, you know, uh, what the ratings are because I assume they're just going to be the worst. Yeah. They were. Yeah. They were. Oh, that was official? Yeah. The Confirmed, worst ever. I believe, yes. Confirmed. Wow. That's, I mean, that is tough. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like that was a, that was a World Series that came and went without a, so much as a whimper. 
Um, you know, it's going to be one of those that's like, who was the 2023 World Series champion? And, like, nobody's going to be able to remember off the top of their head. Who, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, two years ago, they were losing 100 games, the Rangers were. They yep. only won 68 games last year. I mean, it's crazy. Boshi comes out of retirement, won three with uh, San Francisco. They convinced him to come out of retirement. He wins his fourth title as a manager. I do think, it's like, crazy. I do think baseball. 11-0 and on the road in the postseason. That never happens. I think baseball more than probably any other sport is like so dependent on like the 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 the, the brand teams, you know. Like we'll watch a Super Bowl with you know Joe Flacco in it, man. All right, it's still a Super Bowl. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, We will not watch a World Series if it doesn't have the Yankees or the Dodgers or the you know, I mean, we, we as a country, right, as a, as a nation, um, it is just not one of those things that we are going to do. Um, so, look, it's not, like the, it's not like Major League Baseball has anything to, um, you know, to fix here. If you're a small market team, this probably makes you feel really good because you had two, quote-unquote, small market teams in this thing. I mean, who, ha- who had the Arizona Diamond? They were like, they were the longest of the long shots to ever be in this, in this event. Um, and, and so I think if you're, you know, a fan of, Anybody that's not named a you know Yankee or Red Sox or you know whatever, like you probably come away feeling all right. But in terms of the health of the game, you know, I mean, it just is what it is. It's a big market sport, um, and when they when you don't have those, uh, it's going to suffer. But it is uh, it is going to the Texas Rangers, former St. Louis Cardinal, right? Uh, uh, Adolis Garcia getting a, getting a World Series. Uh, Good World- for him. World Series, Brad. Is that one that hurts? Is like, I, I just as a fan, is like to see him do this, or is it just the nature of baseball? Oh yeah, um, M- Montgomery was on that Rangers team too, who they let walk at the uh, at the deadline. You Ooh, know, they tra- that hurts. Trade, yeah, I that mean, hurts. they traded him for pick or for you know minor leaguers. So it's had, a, so had a, uh, Garcia and Montgomery World Series yeah. champs. Their pitching coach Mike Maddox was part of the old regime, who was on staff with the Cardinals. I mean. The Cardinals are in rough shape if you dig in, and mm. I'm sure we're not digging in here, but, you know, I the Cubs at least have money, and they spend money. I, I feel a lot better about some of those other teams. Cubs got something cooking, bro? Mm. They'll buy some players. Oh, we melted down the stretch. It was the Diamondbacks right. spot. We that we let them in by yeah. letting the Diamondbacks go crazy on us at the end of the season. Wow. They never should have even made the playoffs. Wow. should have been us as the wild card. Yeah, that's true. Kind of like the way the Heat going on that run, huh? But I told you I won't get my hopes up about the Cubs. Because y'all, the Bulls let the Heat into the playoffs. That's right. Yeah, we had them down, yeah. didn't we? Wow, well, Chicago team so uh, inviting. Y'all so nice. Right bro. now we are. Right now we are. Uh, and then yeah, Tyson Bajant this weekend again. Oh, that's right. Is Fields coming back this year, bro? This year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got to get another right. look at him. All right. We now feel better about the Raiders than we do the Bears officially, don't we? For a week, all right? Everybody just needs to calm down. I know Antonio Pierce had a nice press conference, and I'll be honest, it was inspirational for me as well. I loved, yes, I it loved, was. I loved all of it. I loved everything he had to say. You always see these one-week bumps, right? The one week, uh, oh, we're, you know, we're playing. And I do, I do think they'll play really hard for him because he's a former player. Yeah. He's, like, relatable as hell. 
He's genuine, so I believe they will play very hard for him. I don't know if they'll win. I think they'll he probably wants the job too. Wants oh, at least because if, if you kick ass for ten games, he's from Compton. Yeah, like, man. He, like he is, is y'all's linebackers coach. Yeah, go get it, man. But I think that's like a. It's like damn, that's a big jump, bro, to go from linebacker coach to yeah, head not coach. Give him the job. Yeah, like it's, I hate that though. Like I want, I want, I hope he kicks ass though. Well, Seriously, Mar- if he does, I think Mark Davis will give it to him. Yeah. I don't think he will kick That's ass. That's the problem. You got one hand behind your back. Yeah, right? like they do. They fired the, uh, they fired the, the, the coach, the GM, Garoppolo the, sitting, uh, uh, the quarterback, the OC. They fired everybody. So yeah. you're now the quarterback coach is the OC. Mm-hmm. Now the linebacker coach is the head coach. It's like. You're not even talking about coordinators yeah. here. I mean, you're talking about position coaches that are being called up. Yeah. And that's like, uh, that's very rare. I mean, it worked with Basaccia when he was the special teams coach and he got the interim job mm-hmm. and they went to the playoffs with him. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it was clearly a mistake to not give him the job after he took that team with everything they were going through with Ruggs and Gruden. I was saying at the time, why not just give it to him? They yeah. played hard for him and that matters, you know, like over for Josh McDaniels. Like that just, I, I don't like that. You know, if I do think that Mark Davis will be predisposed to giving that job to Antonio Pierce if he shows any life because of the mistake he made, and that's a dumb way to do business, no, by the way. Yeah. Like just because it worked last time, uh, or maybe would have worked, doesn't mean it will again. Um, and that you shouldn't base a decision based on what you did or didn't do two years ago. Yeah. Mm. But that's the way his damn pea brain is going to work. I guarantee you that. And you know, dude, he was eating that up in the interview. About the whole, I was rolling around in my, uh, you know, six four with the Raiders hat on in yeah. the Coliseum. Like, dude, I, 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 who wouldn't eat that up? Like, that's that's what the Raiders are. You're one of them. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and uh, and so we'll see. But he was on. Apparently, I, I dug into Antonio Pierce. Like, what's he all about? He was part of that bad Herm Edwards staff at Arizona State that got fired. Yeah. And then he was the Braves, the DC for that. Yeah. Huh? And he was apparently a high school coach at like. Long Beach Poly out there, and they had like their worst years ever. Oh no! Yeah, don't don't, don't hold just, the high I mean, school record against them. Well, they had I mean, no, they didn't have any players. Man. Well, Dion killed it. They were two A or something. <laughs> <laughs> California, you got to be good. You can be awesome out there. You got like Mater D and all that stuff. You know, you can be really good out there. And apparently, he led them to their worst years in recent Mater history. D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> said Mater D. Is, I, uh, I think it's modern day. Modern day, modern day yeah. whatever. Ma- a, no, I did a big big yeah. powerhouse. Modern, modern day. day. <laughs> Mater D. Yeah, that's all right. I know what you're. We were know what yeah, you're saying. Either way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yes, we'll see how we uh, we'll see how we again. I expect like a one week little high. Yeah. But it is still a rookie quarterback that was drafted in the fourth round here, yeah. who had like six fumbles against the Chargers. I mean, he's <laughs> he stinks. I mean, that's you know, like in the in the end, there I think still is a uh, uh, you know a missive of let's not win that much. <laughs> yeah. You know why would we do that? Why would we win seven games? You see the uh, report. I think Jeff might have mentioned about the Commanders trading for Belichick. I, I, oh, I, I heard it. about this. Yeah, is that real? So I told you that contract extension is nothing. That thing you brought it up that we hadn't seen that Bill signed this lucrative off-season extension that we learned about what a week or two ago. Yes, that, that's that, that. I don't think that's going to have any bearing on Robert Kraft's decision. Of course, you sign him up and it looks good and everything else. But yes. In terms of whether or not to move off of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. By the way, that, that that decision's coming, even with that contract. I have a uh, a detective in the Memphis area who is a uh, Michigan fan, and he didn't want me to pass this along to you. Oh yeah. Michigan State walked in the plays. They didn't call anything. Didn't have ish to do with 50, 52 to zero. Oh, so he's saying this whole season, <laughs> officer, you gonna say this whole season about this whole season too? 
Yeah, you shouldn't have needed the signs against Michigan State this year. They're going through enough. <laughs> they called no plays. <laughs> they didn't call any plays. So they just they just play one side. This story of the is bananas. I, this these, Michigan these, thing. These Mich- him and Giannato, everybody trying to defend this. You can't defend this. There's no, no there is no defending it. Yeah, you didn't need no signs against uh, uh, Michigan State. They suck this year. People Mel- have takes on this, man, on both sides. No, the, 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 there is no defense. The Michigan people, there is no defense. All no. they're doing is pointing a precedent where you can't take us out of contention because well, right. we've never seen anything like this. Right. You should be it's taking crazy. out. Your coach is a lunatic. Yeah. Yes, he, he is, and he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, and that the whole thing about the NFL holding up the, the stupid college football suspension, they're not going to do that. There have been – follow-up stories. Oh, there have? They're, 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 they will consider it, they say. Ah. They, they're not going to hold Harbaugh to some stupid college football. It didn't make uh, sense to five, me. There's your Raiders coach. Suspension. They, did, it, they did suspend Trestle, though. The Colts did suspend Trestle when he came They said they'll consider up. it. It's not gonna, it ain't going to carry But he, was a, he wasn't a head coach, right? He was a, like an analyst or something for the Colts. So that's very different. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not suspending a especially if it's like a, you know, the Vegas brand. So if he gets a, a season-long suspension, you telling me he's going to be suspended for a season? In effect? Ain't no way. No, you're like, not. What they said is they will consider it. Yeah, what if they say you're – what if they give you a four-year show cause, you know, or, you know, something like that? You gotta, it's, a, it's his it's, – what's where he's going to be? It's his way. That's where he's going to be next year. I would like to see the odds. I, I don't want it. I just don't want the holier than that. I, I nope. don't want it, you know. There's and your he's going to be coach. demanding personnel control, I'm sure. You know, we that that rarely works. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where. Uh, I I don't know how I feel about him as a. I mean, I feel like he had some pretty good success in the NFL. Like they were always in the mix, and but how much of that was cap and and the and the sort of gimmick that they were running there with the Wildcat? Like I feel like he, you know, kind of it's like the motion with Mike McDaniel now. It's like everybody's gonna start doing it, and then it'll you know stop being. It'll be less of an edge, and so it's like. Uh, you know, when you're out of the NFL for eight years, you know, I mean, I know he's coaching, but when you're out of the NFL for eight years, like, are you, can you just come back in and be as good as you were when you left? I, I mean, that, I feel like that rarely happens, you know? Yeah. It's a fast moving league. So I got hey, one more. Okay. One more. Yeah. Next story. We probably should talk about Bob Knight, who has passed away uh, at the age of 83, long time, legendary uh, Indiana coach. Obviously, spent time at Texas Tech, too. At the end of his career, uh, Knight won 20 or more games in a season 29 times, compiled a career record of 902-371, one of the best to ever do it, there's no question. Some would argue that he is the best to ever do it on the college basketball sidelines. Um, obviously, that 1976 Indiana team went undefeated. You know That will be uh, the stuff of legend forever. Uh, but there was, and many people have used the word complicated, uh, Knight's legacy is complicated because he obviously had so many outbursts, the temper, the putting hands on players. You know, he did. He uh, Jeffrey I was talking about this with Jeff this morning on Jeff's show. Um, he come, he came from a different era where where you did demean to motivate, you know. Yep. Um, now, again, putting hands on players is a whole, a whole different subject. But in terms of tearing guys down, man, the old school, that you, you do that. And that's sort of the, you know, uh, something that's changed in in terms of society, not just in athletics and everything else, in terms of what you can say to people now. Uh, It's so different than when Bob Knight came up, uh, no question about it, and, you know, fear was one of the big motivators that he used to push guys to their limits. And you can find players, black and white, that will speak uh, so highly of of Bobby Knight and what he pushed them to in the heights. And if you hear Bobby Knight talk about Michael Jordan, 
you know, before Mike got in the league, he had coached him in that uh in the Olympics and talk about the player he's going to be. Said he's the best player he's ever seen. Like there, there are so many folks that hold Bobby in high regard, whether it was for his basketball knowledge, uh, uh, his book sense, he was well read, everything else. Like that, he was uh, enough to say that he was a great man, but clearly a great man with flaws. Um, and that that's the unfortunate part about today is that when you pass your flaws are so big that they have to be discussed when talking about your legacy. You can't talk about Bobby Knight, the basketball coach, and the success he was without some of the mistakes, and that's unfortunate for him. But ultimately, uh, the, the, the coach, uh, the legendary coach, the, the motivator that he was, is what's going to be the biggest part of the story. Uh, because, again, I would tell you, you know, we all fall short of everything else, but part of it, too, was the era that he came out of. I mean, just, you know, uh, um, the way – you know, the way coaches uh, as recently as 10, 20 years ago, yep. you know, you could, you would, you curse out a kid. You'd see that Memphis school, high school coach and whatever else. Like this was Bobby Knight wasn't the only one just with a temper that was going off on players. And again, you'd call them next to nothing. You'd be, you'd break them down verbally, uh, try to beat them down, then build them back up later. It's just, the, that was the process. And I know because he had so much success that way, he was never going to change. And so when the world did change and people asked Bobby Knight to change and said, you can't coach like that anymore. He wasn't capable. And apparently he was also, uh, uh, you know, very tough for Bobby Knight. We're talking about the man yep. and we've all got things we fall short of, but in terms of apologizing, you know, being remorseful for his, you know, that was hard for him to do again, a man had had so much success doing it his way. And so I kind of understand, right? Weirdly, you understand the man, yep. uh, because again, um, you know, the, the, the way he built it up, uh, it's hard to ask a man that's done it that long uh, at that high a level to change. Uh, but he had to. He couldn't. And ultimately, that's why his career had to end. Uh, but it is part of his legacy. It is. And uh, he'll always be rem- remembered as one of the greatest ever coach on the college basketball sideline. Yeah, no, well said. W- yeah, very well said. I, I, I do think he was sort of a, you know, he was a pioneer in the way that he, you know, did coach. Um and you know, with society evolves, society changes, and what was you know uh, accepted back in you know nineteen seventy five is not necessarily accepted in two thousand and twenty three. But uh, I think when you hear you know when when you hear sort of the people that did play for him, right, and the way they talk about him, um, you know, I do think that is that is what has to hold the weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can have your own opinion of me as a fan, as an observer of the sport, as a commentator. But what really I think should matter to a coach is how do your former players feel about you? And do they do they care about you? And were they grateful and appreciative of the time that they spent around you? Look, as like on the personal side of it, like it is complicated, man, because there were some things that, you know, he did that I don't agree with. Uh, but it's not, you know, in the end, that's not. Um, that's not the beginning and the end of it. You know, it's about the impact that you make in the job that you're doing. Um, and obviously he was uh, one of the first greats of college basketball of the modern era. Uh, and, and his players obviously care a lot about him and, and cherish the time that they spent with him. And I think, again, when you have probably, five, you know, however many players you have come through, you know, 300 players, 400 players, there are going to be some that – don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just inevitable. If 300, 400 people 
you know, you ask 300, 400 people about how they feel about you or me or whatever. We'll get well, we'll, it's about the ones he headbutted or grabbed exactly, around, around right, the throat. Right, yeah, like gonna, they'll they'll have a. But it's like, what's the what is the majority, right? What is the majority of the of the players who play? You know, if they didn't get hit with a chair, uh, how did they feel about them? You know, and that's that's who I would let speak at my funeral, not the one that I <laughs> yeah. choked. You know, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's what I would do. So Jay Billis was on the morning show this morning, the uh, unsportsmanlike show that we carry, and that's one of his best friends. Like they were close, Jay Billis, and and, and I tend to judge people also by who their close friends are sometimes. Yeah. And he was glowing about him, and he yeah. said that his positives outweighed his negatives. Well, and look, here's the thing: Bob Knight was a dick, but he owned that. Total dick. Like yeah. he just, you know, I mean, and that's okay. You can be that and still. Be a good person. Yeah. Like, I think, like, a lot of or people— have good roots in what yeah, you're trying yeah. to accomplish there. You, you can—I think, again, some of the the uh, meanest people in this world are the most Elon successful. Musk, Steve Jobs. Yeah. They're, I'm reading this this Musk book. He's a maniac. Right. To his employees. Crazy guy. You crazy know? bad. Uh, but I think in terms of, you know, and Bob Knight was a maniac. That dude was crazy totally as crazy, hell. crazy. You don't even fly off the damn handle. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was— his players liked playing for him, and he won titles, and he won a lot of games in Indiana, and he he won some games at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. He had a, had a horrible job, just a dog crap yeah, job back it. then. And uh, I don't know exactly what he did there. Did he ever make like a run in the tournament or anything like that? He had won. Okay, yeah, but that was just, that was I mean it's Lubbock, Texas. It's a dog, just a rat job. It still is a bad job. Pat could never keep up with his yeah, dad either. No, no, he Pat, tried yeah. to hand the thing off to he him, did, and he, he just did. couldn't pull it off. Yeah, again, no disrespect. It's just you know he was a legend. The only the this o- is a twenty win season. I don't think it, I don't think he led the Raiders to a five twenty one seasons, a first at the school. Five twenty one seasons. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, in the end, I don't right? See much tournament success. Though. Yeah, and, and it's you know, dude, it's it's Lubbock, Texas. You know, it's not the bright lights. The only coach that's actually really ever done anything there is is Beard, right? He's the only one that's you – know, he made a championship game with them folks. Yeah. That's why it's like, bro, Chris Beard is about to be a threat in the SEC with Ole Miss. Like, give him two years. He may not be there in two years. I was going to say, somebody might grab him then. Yeah, like any big job that comes up and he's going to be first on the list for it. It's kind of crazy that he's there for a year. I know Morrell going to shine with that man this year. Yeah, that's going to be a uh, hellacious game for the Tigers in Oxford. Uh, only Coach K, Bayheim, Huggins, Calhoun, Roy Williams more won more games uh, than Bob Knight's nine oh three. Would you have uh Shishefsky played for him? Would you have gotten along with uh Coach Knight as a as a player, you think? Would he have been your cup of tea? Oh no, I'd have, I'd have quit. You'd have quit the team? Yeah. Who were you coached by at uh at White Station? Who was your coach? Uh Vanneman. Uh J B coach uh, under That's right. t- under Tippett. What was his style? Uh he was more of the Bob Knight style. I tell you <laughs> tell you you're trash. Yeah. <laughs> Was he really? No, I'm kidding. He was a, a very caring coach. Was more of a baseball coach. Okay, he was yeah. just forced yeah. to do son, basketball. Son was a great play, baseball player. He was like uh, Yogi, he was like I Michigan State, of, not calling anything, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you never had any coaches, did you? That we can talk about. Yeah. Well, back in the uh, you know third well, who grade, you? who coached you? Anybody uh, we know? Yeah, we we had yeah it was. Uh, uh, Andre Turner, actually. Dude, all the '80s and '90s coaches were a holes. They were they were ridiculous when I was a coach or when I was being coached in high school. It was ridiculous. Yes, yes. ridiculous. Way you, it was. You you were hurting all the time because they'd run your ass. They were yelling and berating you. Co- I mean, it the, was vicious. The, the, the former coach at Houston, uh, and then it was at Kyrville. What's his, uh, uh, our man said Henderson at Kyrville. 
they got fired because they were hard on the players, man. You get that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, yeah. Like that old back. What said said that ain't nothing compared to yeah. what the old school is. There are a lot of kids though that are kind of, allegedly. I hate calling kids soft, yeah. but they have no idea compared to 30. I know this makes me sound like an old fart. Well, I do. 30 think- years ago, the standard was getting your ass chewed. Well, I, look, I'll say this, like, th- there are some things that go on in this world with the next generation and that I'm just like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Right, I get I, you. I'm a, I, I'm, a, I'm a loving person. You are. I'm an open-hearted, Yes. you know, I, I love people. I want Absolutely. people to be, be you know. You're but, happy for people but, and you, you want know, good I, for people. I, I, yes. All the time. But there are some times where I'll get on a, with a social media app or see something, I'm just like, yeah. What, what what is wrong with you? You know. Yeah. What? Why do you say these things? Why do you feel this way? Yeah. You know. Uh, I I you know. And again, I am uh, I am a very accepting person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I there are things I don't understand that I just accept. You know. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm following you. And, and I'm not like trying to fight against it. I'm not yeah. trying to say that's wrong or right. I'm just like you know what that is. But there are some t- things that I just don't. Get about this generation, man, and yeah. I do think that one of the sort of things that is a symptom of it is like we can't. These young people are not mentally equipped nope. to have frank discussions. Nope, they cannot have. Um, they they, they mm-hmm. cannot have a, a conversation with an opposing view without taking it to the extreme and you know accusing you of this, that, or the other. Right, like for the most part. I mean, there are exceptions, but. And I think again, coaching is one of those things that falls by the wayside because you can't, you can't really like when I when I I swear to God this is true <laughs> when when me and when Riley was going out there to soccer shots yeah we were doing the soccer shots thing I was like I was pretty stern with her I was like uh, you know yeah. I, and, and the parents looked at me like I had three heads you know I was like Riley you need to sit on that damn ball and do what the coach tells you to do. And the other parents looked at me like I was ah. abusing her. They looked at me like and, – and, and even Sam was like, John, she's two. I'm like, I don't care how old she is. She needs to listen to her coach. She need, But everybody else was like, she's two. Let her just float around like a free butterfly. You know, I'm like, that's how it starts. Yep. That's how it begins. You know, we're the strong men. We're the strong men in the house, Right. You got to start them early, bro. You can't just let them just do whatever the hell they want. They need discipline. They need to be, you know, uh, uh, there needs to be a regiment, okay? And they need to do what the hell they're told to do by people in authority. But see, we live in America where, oh, no, if the teacher tells you to do your homework, you can just identify as not wanting to do it, and it's fine. And You know what I'm saying? Like, Yep. You're on one right now. I'm, but I'm, but, but I, that, you've taken this Bob Knight story and you've just. But Bob, but Bob Knight you've was just the, run with it. He was the picture of how it used to be. He was the guy that was gonna curse you out, get in your face. He was gonna probably drag you, but you know, t- you know, physically assault you possibly, which, <laughs> which I don't think should happen. No, but but his way of communicating would get him uh, life in prison. Yes, in 2023, in America. Right? No question. He would never be he he would never be allowed to coach at a high level uh, in, in Division One because of his of his tactics that were very successful clearly in the seventies. Yep. You know, and and now today and look, I I I don't agree with everything he did. I don't think physically you should you know, and I also think too there is ba- there should be a balance to it. If you're going to tear people down, also you need to be willing to build them up. You know, don't just tear yeah. down to tear down. Let's try to get something productive out of it. 
But, you know, we need coaching, man. We need hard coaching. Hard co- These kids need to be coached hard. Not this, you know, little patch on the ass. Great job. You went four of 25 today. You know, but that's what we have to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids. We have, no, they need they need to address adversity head on like the 0-5 Memphis Grizzlies. You know what I'm saying? You would never kick Riley. Like I would Bobby never Knight. kick Riley. No, kick, I would not assault. Allegedly kicked his yes. son. That that is where I would not go. But I would say, like you know, I would I would coach hard. You know, what I'm saying if I uh, a, a profanity here and there, if if it's not you know, Coach K, that's one of the things that people have alluded to. He was a step removed from Bobby Knight because he's a disciple of Bobby Knight from Army. He was like there are a lot of people and look at look at our old coach here Calipari. Mm-hmm. Da- like mm-hmm. Parrish would do these stories about cows, and you were in those practices. Like as a beat writer, you see it. Like dog cussing players. Not this is short of the abuse and the physical that Bobby Knight had. Yeah, but that's no longer allowed too. Is my my read on it. And I'm not saying that you have to dog cuss players to get through to them. Like I like like, but sometimes you do have to make uh, effective messages heard. <laughs> right. You know, and uh, and that that doesn't make you a bad person or a bad man. You know, you just are trying to find what works and what gets through and what cuts through. You can't coach every player the same way, but I don't know, Jason. Pastner was often said to be a softy because he didn't do any of it. Right. I mean, you know, it's like that didn't work, bro. Like, Pastner was recruiting kids into Memphis that he could not reach because he had a certain way of, you know, coaching that didn't, that didn't uh, you know, register. You know, Bob Knight would have registered. There ain't no doubt about it. It's just some kids have to be coached harder than others. And that doesn't make you a, a uh, you know a bad person if you do have to do that. Yeah, but I keep I keep and you're you're right. I mean, Josh was recruiting players who'd been cursed out of high school you know level or whatever, and that's the way they were used to being motivated. And you could say that his style didn't work, uh, not cursing in terms of motivating them. But but um, he clearly learned because I keep going back to that uh, Alvarado uh, moment. Yep. At the end of his career at Georgia Tech, playing for Josh. And I remember, I, and even wrote that story about Josh not having any relationship with Shaq Goodwin at the end of four years of Shaq Goodwin. And I, I think Josh did mm-hmm. sort of evolve Fair. in terms of yes. how to motivate, how to get players to, you know, play for you as you know, in, in a way where there was a relationship where where what you said mattered to him at least enough right. that you're going to get their best effort out of him. I just seeing Alvarado's appreciation for Josh, who never did change in terms of cursing. And I got I got to tip my cap like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's it. Because that's the world's principle. telling you, no, uh, you got to curse people and, out and to that's motivate. A good, I appreciate and then by the that. end of Alvarado's career, that. he's that's saying fair. how much he appreciates the chance. Obviously, gets a shot at the NBA. But yep. um, no, man, there's different ways to do it. It's not easy, especially in a world that tells you now you can't do you it the Bob Knight that. way. You yeah. that that's out. You can't motivate that way. And so. Um, what I appreciate is that Josh clearly uh, saw and acknowledged yes. he needed to change in well, terms that's, of that's well said in terms of the way he related Without to players, compromising his own principles, right? And, and Which, he found yes. that way to do yes. it at least where it worked with Alvarado and and clearly some others at Georgia yes. Tech yes. Uh, ends up fired. But again, you 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 know it's a like you've said most of these guys they speak so highly of Bob Knight, the man that people that played for him. Uh, a lot of Josh's former players do the same. Absolutely. But and so uh, you saw a willingness to acknowledge and then to try to evolve and adjust. We don't live in a world Coach now. Coach has got to do that now. Where it's like, get your ass over here and sit on the damn bench. Now it's like, oh, come over here, young lad. Let's have a little chin wag. Let's just have a nice little discussion here. We're going to just work all through our little differences. you know. And it's Especially just, if that player's good. Right. If that player's the key to your team. Exactly. Because he's yeah. out. 
If, if they, you're, they, because they gone if you talk to them any kind of crazy way. Yeah. If you try to, quote, unquote, coach them hard. Why don't you come over here and sit down? We'll get you a brand new NIL deal right here. <laughs> Got, I mean, you could definitely make a case where we're, we're softer. It is true, because, bro. Yep. You know, it is true. I mean, look, I do think there are things that we have definitely we have evolved, and I think we have become more accepting, which is always a good thing in 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 uh, in life and society. Uh, but I do think there are some things that we have unfortunately lost, uh, you know, just because of the world, the way the culture is. Um, that you know, I, I think were benefits of society, you know, that are you know that do shape young men and women, mm. you know, and uh, because here's the reality, right? And we'll bottom line, and I am on one, you're right. But the reality is there is adversity in your life. You will meet it no matter what. At mm. some point, it is going to show its face. And guess what doesn't happen in the real world? The, nobody sits Fold. you down on the side. Nobody sits there and says, oh, well, little Jimmy, this is a really hard time for you, isn't it? Let's just try to work through it together. You know, no, it, it, it punches you in the face in moments that you don't expect. Hey, everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.